Welcome, welcome, welcome. Give me a second. I'm in the process of setting up this room. Just a moment. Putting my headphones, setting up my mic. So, so my name is Jason. Uh, welcome to the Brand Identity Design Podcast, and I'm your host. Uh, we are currently doing a bonus episode called The Importance of Social Skills for Young Children. And uh, I'm in the process of just inviting my guest uh, to join our conversation. While we are in the process of doing that, I want to quickly give you a heads up on today's topic, uh, Importance of Social Skills for Young Children with Melissa. And uh, w- during this episode, we will cover how social skills help children uh, to form positive relationships, have conversations, develop body language, corporate, share, and even play together as a part of the dark side of entrepreneurship bonus episode. So most entrepreneurs, uh, you know, some of them are married and some of them do have children. Melissa, your mic is on actually. Uh, Melissa? Okay, thank you. Okay, so yeah, some some of our entrepreneurs, some of these entrepreneurs are, are married, they have children. And because they are so involved in work, it, it becomes next to impossible to keep a track of uh, children, what their needs are, what is happening? Do they have the social skills to be out there and eventually become an adult? So, so I'm I'm with Melissa. She's an entrepreneur, a special needs advocate, uh, specializing in IEP and 504 plans. Uh, she's also the founder of the educational consultant. Uh, she's a special needs advocate. And while we are in the process of setting up this room, I'm going to play this small, beautiful uh, song by One Voice, Children's Choir. Uh, it's called something like this. And you can use this uh, time to actually ping a few people to this room, uh, share uh, this room, stuff like that. You can do all those funny stuff. So thank you so much. I've been reading books of old, the legends and the myths. Achilles and his gold, Hercules and his gifts, Spider-Man's control, and Batman with his fist. And clearly I don't see myself upon that list. But she said, where'd you wanna go? How much you wanna risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts. The legends and the myths, the testaments they told, the moon and its eclipse. And Superman unrolls a suit before he lifts. But I'm not the kind of person that it fits. But she said, where'd you want to go? How much you want to risk? I'm not looking for somebody with some superhuman gifts. Thank you. I, I think that's a beautiful track. Thank you so much uh, for your patience. And uh, let's actually go ahead uh, with today's discussion with Melissa. So thank you so much, guys, for supporting the Brand Identity Design Podcast. And uh, we, our aim of this podcast is actually to make more entrepreneurs aware about some of the challenges, issues, you know, which you encounter on a, on a day-to-day basis. And what we do is we use podcasts as a medium to let you know about some of those adversity and the today's adversity is about social skill uh, in your children and we had uh, like a brief discussion with melissa on instagram live just a while back and today we are going to be doing the extended version with melissa 
So, so Melissa, thank you so much for joining today's conversation. I'm so so happy to you know to have you here. Let's actually uh, get into this. Let's deep dive onto this topic. So I did an episode uh, prior uh, with Melissa, season one, episode nine. Unfortunately, uh, the pin link feature is not uh, working anymore post the new update. So if you go onto my podcast, you should be able to see season one, episode nine, and she speaks about importance of child advocacy. And and during that episode, I actually cover a lot about what Melissa does and the importance of speaking up with their children, protecting their rights. Uh, as as a responsible entrepreneur, so I would recommend you to go through it. So let's actually discuss about social skills. I want to actually position some facts first of all. Uh, so I, I did some research, and the studies found that 11.5 percent out of 15 children, 15,000 children, are starting school without behavioral and social skills they need not only to learn but to get along with their classmates. Uh, children uh, who are scoring borderline and abnormal in preschool assessments, uh, meaning they are likely to exhibit behavioral problems, mental health disorders, difficulty while making friends, and hyperactivity. These patterns are strongly linked under uh, linked to underachievement at school, truancy, and and even expulsion, according to the study. Uh, the study uh, there was also. Uh, an article by Daily Mail uh, UK and a British columnist and author named Sonia Soda. Uh, she has also written for The Guardian and The Observer. She states that one in 10 children lack the tool or the social skill to benefit from education before they even get into school. So, so, uh, so the, with regards to the topic of today, this is what we're going to be discussing. So let's actually deep dive. So according to you, Melissa, thank you so much for joining. Why developing social skill is important for young children? And we both acknowledge the fact that academic education is required. Uh, but at the same time, social skills is going to help children to set up for life. So this is something which we discussed on Instagram Live. So I want to deep dive on this. So go, uh, go ahead, Melissa. Well, first of all, thank you for having me as a guest. I really appreciate it. And yes, this is such an important topic. And you're absolutely right. All that research that you've stated is 100% correct. Um, sadly, many kids these days are not getting enough social skills to prepare them for uh, adulthood and daily life. So this is such an important topic that needs to be discussed more. I appreciate you doing the research on it. No worries, no worries. I'm I'm glad. So so you know you know I'm so sorry. You know maybe I confused you with the questions. The question is, according to your professional opinion, because you've been an uh, a school teacher for almost ten years, and even more, and now you're a special needs advocate. So you understand uh, the the education side, and you also you know understand the legal side of things. So based on your professional opinion, why is social skill so important? Uh, for young children, especially in today's environment where we see shootouts happening, you know, all those bad things out there. Sure. Um, it is super important because forming social skills at a young age is going to help them develop uh, the skills that they need for toddlerhood and then they need it for when they're teenagers and then into adulthood. So it helps them develop body language, cooperate with others, share, build empathy, build uh, deeper perspectives, understanding others' opinions. Um, it also leads to improved mental health and cognitive abilities, which are these days, you know, is everything. So it is, yes, very important. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you clarifying that. So Melissa, uh, let's actually deep dive into what causes lack of social skill in children. Uh, what are the factors which make them so unsocial, according to you? That's a great question. And there are many different factors that affect each child differently. However, from my personal experience from working in schools, I can tell you that what I saw was uh, lack of exposure at a young age, uh, lack of socializing. Some students didn't go to preschool, so they were entering kindergarten the first time, and uh, they're overwhelmed, and they don't have 
the skills to communicate what they need. Um, so things like that um, can really affect their social skills level. Uh, so kids that are involved in sports and teams and physical activities and go to play groups and stuff like that, go to the libraries, uh, most likely will have more effective social skills versus a child who is at home watching TV and playing video games all day. <laughs> that is so, that is so true. Uh, do you think uh, the way uh, children have been raised by their parents has a direct effect on uh, them not having social skills uh, by any means? Do you think uh, parents have to be blamed uh, in some shape or form? Or do you think it could be the school system? I mean, I'm not trying to see, uh, you know, say that, you know, this is the reason. I understand there can be a lot of factors, but what do you think are some of the common traits? Uh, yes, I do believe that most parents are doing the best they can. Um, however, technology has taken over and, you know, kids are talking to screens instead of human beings. They're watching way more TV. They're not having the human interaction, like playing at the park, like we used to, um, which is hindering them in a negative way. But I know that parents really do try to do their best for children and sometimes they just don't know what to do. So, you know, educating parents on different resources and outlets that are out there to help their children. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It, it can be a combination of actually parenting, environment, it can be anything, you know, so, but it does affect your child in some shape or form, uh, which directly uh, causes lack of social skills and you have to be very mindful as a parent uh, because you know while you are uh, in in your day-to-day -day routine doing work or you know you know in entrepreneurship whatever you are doing we don't pay attention to these visual cues we don't see these behavioral traits and it has a long-term effect on the child you know as, as 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 soon as they become an adult you see that they have challenges uh, you know, trying to fit in. I'm not saying that, you know, fitting in an, in a bad way, like, you know, how to have normal conversations. It's going to be, it's going to be difficult for the child. It's also going to be difficult for you. So I appreciate that Melissa Leslie has joined our conversation. Thank you so much. I'm going to move on to the next question is what kind of tro uh, type of social skills children uh, can learn. And, and according to some of the collateral, which you sent, uh, there were around five, Primary ones, phys physical social skills, socially related social skills, cognitive social skills, behavioral social skills, and adaptive and functional social, social skills. I'm so sorry, it's like a tongue twister. So are these uh, kind of the same, or is it possible you may be able to break this down and help people understand what it is? Sure. Yes, they all kind of intervene, at, you know, in some way, but... <clears throat> I think it's important for kids to understand that the way we communicate, it's different in different environments. For example, uh, physical social skills, like the way you're gonna act playing sports is gonna be different than the way you are sitting in the classroom. Um, your behavioral social skills, sometimes kids need to be told what not to do, like, you know, uh, hitting. Hitting is not okay. Uh, sometimes kids just don't know. So teaching them appropriate social skills like turn taking, raising their hands, looking at the speaker eye to eye, um, just really keen in on what social skills that child needs and where to start and building from there. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, you know, educating them what to do, what not to do. I mean, uh, at, at some point, Melissa, you know, when I when I when I'm just thinking, 
are these training or these skill set uh to develop these children into i don't know how to say this but do you want them to perform like a robot is that the idea or uh do you want them to fit into the natural setting in a way which does not uh cause any sort of damage i don't know how to put it but you know what what are your thoughts like you know uh, you know because you know i i feel sometimes a lot of our education system are meant to actually teach you uh just to be an employee right you know not go to your fullest potential or capabilities at times uh you know or, or to chase some of your dreams you know they want you to fit in uh and and that could be one of the reason why most of our majority of our population is 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 that way so do you think these social skills are related to that or uh, do you think uh, the purpose is actually different but you know people uh, misuse it i don't know did you get my question yeah so i believe you're asking do i want them to be kind of robotic Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, with all these instructions, do this, yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like corporate <laughs> to me. Leslie, would you agree? It sounds corporate. My goal is actually the opposite. Uh, I don't want children to become robotic at all. I want them to feel comfortable um, where they can naturally express themselves. However, sometimes kids don't trust other adults or they clam up and they're just not comfortable speaking up. Um so I want them to know that they have a voice and they are allowed to use that voice. However, there are some social norms uh like in a class you're going to raise your hand and wait for the teacher to call on you. Um you know in a a sports team tell tell your players you're doing a great job and you're you're happy that you're on the team with them and i i do see what you mean about being robotic and i do see unfortunately some kids are like that uh, they are even talking like the video games that they're playing uh they they give themselves names of the the players that they play uh many kids only want to talk to me about technology and and the games that they play but there's so much more to life than you know them being on the screen and playing they need to know how to interact humans are such social beings and sometimes we're just not taught what is appropriate versus what is appropriate or uh what is nice and what is not nice you know is this nice to say or you know when somebody is talking i should be listening things like that um i know it sounds silly but kids need to be taught things like that absolutely absolutely i'm with you 100% kids need to be uh, taught uh, how to be more civilized okay and and while you're being civilized uh, we don't want to jeopardize the creative element of you what makes you you your unique you so we want that element to be there and according to me it should be a healthy balance between both so i want to welcome girish and leslie and uh, corina uh, you know girish i i don't know the pin uh, the pink feature is not working for me no the the new version is uh, a glitch so whoever has a old version uh they would be able to ping it or pin it i'm sorry interesting you know they jeopardize the whole thing <laughs> with the new app but in the meantime you Thank can just you. put in the Love chat us. box so uh, you can just do that yeah i i actually did guys so so there is actually a pdf link which is the first uh message if you click on it uh you should be able to actually see uh the whole illustration uh of the 6 weeks uh social skill summer crash course uh by melissa kent and uh, she is a special needs advocate she also has experience being a teacher for almost 10 years and more and uh, she specializes in iep and 504 plans and uh, she she's actually doing this course educating children about social skills and we are actually doing this podcast just to amplify on some of the components uh, which are a part of his 
offer offering. So uh, before I actually deep dive into the last question, uh, Melissa, is there anything you'd like to share before I ask you the last question? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and ask me last okay, okay, okay. So my next question is about uh, the most important social skills. And uh, I remember the uh, some of the components which you shared. The first one is sharing, uh, listening, and so on and so forth. So let's actually talk about uh, one at a time. So why is sharing so important? And as toddlers, especially when I was a child, especially when I, when I used to get toys from my father, I didn't want to give it to anyone. I just wanted to hold on to it. Uh, is that the same thing? <laughs> like, you know, we start sharing play. Sure. Um, you know, we li- we all share one world. Uh, and we have yeah, to audio realize- is uh, coming a little low, Melissa. Uh, sure. Yes. Can you hear me okay now? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, Leslie, Girish, can you guys hear Melissa? Yeah, she is a little low. I thought maybe it was just me, but... Is that better? Oh, a lot better, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yes, it's important for kids to share so they know, like, the world isn't revolved around them. Sometimes, naturally, kids just have this mindset that, you know, the world works around them. That's mine. This is mine. But as they grow older and need to work with people, it is important that they learn how to share um share things, share thoughts, share their belongings. It's such an, a nice trait. And it's almost rare these days where people are willing to share. So it is uh, a great characteristic for children to be sharing and also listening. This is so important for kids to be able to listen like, and follow directions. So for example, at a young age, kids need to be able to listen to their parents. They need to be able to listen to uh, trusted adults, relatives. And then when they get into school, they're going to have to listen to adults and teachers. So that's why sharing and listening are critical for laying a positive foundation for kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Actually, you covered uh, the first two major uh, points. One is sharing. And, 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 and sharing, I, I think the idea is to advance friendship as a skill set uh, and to show appreciation uh, for people who may not really have the same thing as you. So by allowing them to bond with others, you know, like, you know, this quote, like sharing is caring, like, you know, we care for one another, we are willing to give uh, to one another in this way we not only uh, help the community as a whole but we also help uh, the people inside the community by developing the skill set so i agree with you there uh, with listening yeah it's it's a skill set i feel that even adults don't have and i think uh, you know everybody faces the same issue and i and i think uh, with listening uh, you know as a skill they can they can handle uh social interaction especially you know what you said about looking at their parents hand movements gestures okay what their parents do how they explain it it can have a lot of effect would you agree uh melissa i hope i'm also on the right track am i understanding this right yes 100 it has a direct impact on how uh, they're going to handle the world and how they're going to handle hard days because if they are sharing individuals, they're probably going to attract by sharing individuals. So that it's going to be reciprocal. Um, and listening, you're right, even adults need, <laughs> need a skills taught on listening because all of our lives, no matter what age we are, we're going to have to be listening and following directions. And it's such an important skill set. Yeah, yeah, Melissa, I, I have trouble hearing you. Uh, the voice sounds very, very muffled. Are you on your a- AirPods or headphones? Yeah, there is something which is happening. I, I can't really hear you properly. I want to ensure that listeners are able to get a sense of what you're trying to do. Okay, is that? Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. No, you're far away, Melissa. 
Are, are, are you at a swimming pool? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> is there is there a construction behind you? <laughs> I'm at a Starbucks. Maybe that's good. Oh, she's doing a podcast. Are you supposed, <laughs> Melissa? I I ordered something and I never got it back. <laughs> Would you mind uh, speaking to the manager and ensuring that Girish gets his order? Sure, what is it? Go ahead, Girish. Community building is, is so essential <laughs> because. <laughs> He's just fooling around. Okay, okay, okay. So let's move on to the third one. I, I think it's a it's a very very important one, which you also highlighted uh, in listening. It's it's following directions. You know, particularly important uh, once a child enter into school years because you're you're asked to follow directions. You are asked to do tasks in 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 a certain way, and uh, we are actually teaching them to be respectful to adults, right? And uh, you're making uh, them understand why you need to follow instructions because it keeps you safe and keeps everybody safe. You know, imagine uh, you being at a workplace and uh, if you don't, let's say you work at a nuclear plant. You know, that's an example I could think by watching The Simpsons uh, from yesterday. He works for a nuclear plant. And if you don't follow their safety measures, things can go sideways. So it's important that we have that behavior. Is there anything else you like to add, uh, Melissa, before we move on to the next one? No, I just want to say that I agree with you 100%. Like, you know, we need to be able to follow directions all of our lives. You know, you wake up, you make your bed, brush your teeth. It's just simple, simple, but so important. Absolutely, absolutely. The next point is collaborating and cooperating. So what's your take on that? What what does this mean, collaborating and cooperating? And why would you collaborate at a young age? I mean, I understand, you know, adults do it, like we, me and others do it in this room. How would that apply to uh, a social setting for a, chill, for a child? Sure, and one of probably the best examples I can give is like when I was teaching, sometimes I would pair students up, have them read a book uh, together, and then have them share, you know, what their favorite part of the book was. And to me, that is collaborating with a peer. You're understanding their perspective. You're gaining knowledge from them. And cooperating is you're getting along. You know, there's, there's no fighting. There's no arguing. Like, we're going to be peaceful. <laughs> and be productive members of society, you know. Yeah, I, although the audio is not clear, I think what she's trying to say, with collaboration and cooperation skills, I, I think you're making the children uh, understand how to collectively work as a group uh, and give them the opportunity to express ideas, not only share ideas, but also listen to ideas from others. Because in a social setting, uh, you cannot succeed alone. You need help uh, from people around you. I think that's what you're trying to say, Melissa, right? Yes. Kids need support. They need structure. They need guidance. They need an adult that cares. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. The next point, and I just have a few more, and after that we will start with Q&A from the audience, and I'm so glad that we have our good friends, Sarah, Girish, uh, Leslie, everybody joined. The next point is patience. How does patience uh, affect uh, children? And, and nowadays, you know, where I stay geographically, kids are not patient, Melissa, at all. For some reason, they need it. Like I have my knees and she, if she needs something, she needs it. Like, you know, you can't stop her. She will become a volcano. So what are your thoughts? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And unfortunately that is all too common. So teaching kids patience and understanding is so important. When they have patience, they're going to be able to wait and not be used to um, the instant gratification that kids these days are so used to. You know, when they want something, they get it that instant. But teaching them that 
good things take time and just to be patient. And that's where a lot of like my yoga and mindfulness will come through. You know, I'll be teaching them what to do if I do feel impatient. Um, I'm going to teach them breathing techniques and how to count down and just calming the body, which will ultimately um, help them to be more patient. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I like to amplify on what you said. I, I think patience is a very, very crucial thing because I feel it just helps you to maintain a good relationship. Uh, I think it also helps you to maintain good friendships. And and over the course uh, of, of your life, as, as when you become an adult, and during the process of becoming an adult also, you know, you have these things which is called as goal setting. And, and I, I think it starts from a very young age. And, and, and I, I think patience helps you to program your mind uh, to understand that it takes time for you to achieve it. You know, just adding on to what you said, right now, it does take time, uh, you know, for you to achieve it. So by learning patience, you appreciate the process. I think that's, uh, you know, there's another quote, like patience is the virtue, right? And that's what you're saying, right, Melissa? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Patience is a virtue. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I, I just wanted to acknowledge, Silak, I know you have been raising the hand often. I am not going to bring you up, bro, because you have to have a profile. I don't want bots uh, to screw up my show. This is a live recording, and it's broadcasted live. Thank you. So please fill uh, your bio, have some, have some details listed so that we know you are an actual person and not a troll. Thank you. So moving on to the next one uh, is empathy. So so let's talk about empathy and how does empathy apply when it comes to as a social skill? Sure. So, for example, if a kid gets hurt, um, like say they're at school in the middle of the day and some kid is just gets up and he falls and he gets hurt. Typically what's going to happen is like, there's going to be two to three kids that are going to laugh and make fun of them. Uh, but then there's going to be a child who cares and wants to help the person who is hurt. Uh, that is empathizing with that person and teaching kids to care for others and care about themselves and to be there for others is, is so important. Uh, and using the, the examples, you know, if that if I were a teacher and somebody fell and one kid was laughing or whatever, using that that moment as a teaching moment as, hey, you know, somebody is hurt. This is not a laughing matter. And then modeling to them what we can do. Hey, do you need a Band-Aid? Can I help you up? Do you need to go to the school nurse? Just really showing them that somebody cares and that they're safe and that they will be respected. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I, I, I think empathy in a traditional definition is the ability to understand and share feeling of one another, uh, especially for young children. Uh, this can mean small gestures. Uh, it, it also means you appreciating similarities and I think differences between their lives and those uh, those people and other children they meet over the course of time. So by empathizing, by, by I think by teaching this skill set, that you're allowing them to be more uh, respectful, uh, you know, from a peer-to-peer -peer connection point of view, right? You know, and 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 at some point, you know, like for an example, when you're playing around, uh, you know, you can you can take turns and 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 play. So in this way, that you know, so is equality is empathizing more driven uh, to have like an equal opportunity, uh, something on those lines, Melissa? Do you think so? Yes, and showing that you care and helping people. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Let's actually move on. We have two other points before we start the Q&A. Uh, so it's respecting boundaries, uh, which is the next thing which you highlighted. So uh, a lot of children could be very, very extroverted. So so I don't know. And how, how would you, what kind of a social setting is this, respecting boundaries? Uh, 
Yeah, would, would you mind uh, deep diving a bit on this? Sure. So respecting boundaries can be used in any social setting. Uh, that's going to be a child that is able to say no, uh, but in a respectful way. Uh, no, you cannot touch me. That's okay for that child to say. And you want that child to be able to say that. Um, being respectful of other personal property, for example, you don't touch other people's things, you know, you don't eavesdrop, you don't listen in on other people's conversations. Uh, so just teaching kids what boundaries are. Made it, made it, Earth to Melissa. We just lost you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think what she's trying to say is that it's it's important that uh, you make a child understand uh, that you know if somebody is trying to hug you, kiss you, lip lock you, whatever, uh, you have the ability of saying no and to have that boundary and draw that line. Uh, and, and in this way, this also applies to the opposite person. The other person also would have some sort of boundaries. And you're making them understand that you have to be respectful to each other's boundaries. It can be emotional or it can be physical. Uh, we just spoke about the physical side. Uh, what would be a good example, uh, Melissa, if you're back on Earth? Earth <laughs> to Melissa. <laughs> so, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> what would be an emotional uh, boundary? Uh, according to you. Can, is, can you think of an example, maybe? Sure. So if a child said something uh, like, I don't like your shirt to another child, uh, it's okay for the other child to say, you hurt my feelings. That's not nice. You know, um, it's okay for the kids to say, I feel sad when we watch scary movies or I feel upset when you yell at me, teaching them how to properly express their voices. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Yeah, yeah I can. I, we can hear you. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, so teaching your children uh, how to ask permission, uh, not only to identify boundaries, but also help them to establish some sort of sense of respect between themselves and others. So that's what Melissa is trying to say. And, and emotional boundaries uh, can be, you know, you saying uh, your opinion to another child and the other child uh, can be like, okay, no problem. Uh, they don't have to take things personally, you know, so they can have that boundary drawn. And it's good to have this boundary set up at a very early age. So I think the last point is positivity. Uh, so with positive uh, attitude, it, it actually, it, it does not happen like immediately. I, I think you have to model it and you have to demonstrate it as a parent uh, in a school setting. And I think that's the only way uh, this is possible because there is a lot of uh, influencing things, especially with technology around the corner. A lot of influence, uh, you know, which can really psychologically affect a child uh, in terms of positivity. Uh, you know, is there anything you'd like to add on that, Melissa? Yeah, I definitely agree with you that um, they do need a role model that is positive because a lot of kids are getting influenced by social media, all sorts of negative things out there. So having a role model that has a positive mindset will definitely help that child develop a, a positive mindset for sure, 100%. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So on, on that note, you know, we will do a quick reset. Uh, welcome to the Brand Identity Design Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. Uh, we are currently doing this series called as the Dark Side of Entrepreneurship. And we are speaking about social skills for young children uh, with Melissa Kent. She's an entrepreneur, special needs advocate, uh, specializing in IEP and 504 plans. And she's also a good friend. Uh, and a family uh, to me. So thank you so much, Melissa, for this opportunity. And we will start the Q&A. And before I start this Q&A, I want to play this nice uh, track called Glorious uh, so that you can have a sip of water, do whatever you're doing, and we will come back with the Q&A. Thank you.
There are times when you might feel aimless. You can't see the places where you belong. But you will find that there is a purpose. It's been there within you all along. When you're near it, you can almost hear it. It's like a symphony, just keep listening, and pretty soon you'll start, start to figure out your heart. Everyone plays a piece, and there are melodies, each one of us, oh, it's glorious. That is a lovely track. So thank you so much, guys, for your patience. Uh, so uh, we will be starting with Q&A from the audience. Unfortunately, the Clubhouse uh, link, the pin link feature is not working, so we don't have any links. Uh, if you are interested in knowing more about the social skill uh, course, remember, it's actually a physical event. Uh, you know, with Melissa, it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one event. It's only for people who are from Clearwater, Florida. Uh, please reach out to Melissa. She should be able to help you with this six-week uh, summer crash course. And we will be talking more in depth towards the end. So I want to give people the opportunity to speak and ask questions. Uh, starting with the PTR order, Leslie, do you uh, is there anything you like to contribute? And I and I'm so happy that you know you joined this conversation again because uh, Leslie was a part of our Instagram live just a while back, and it was phenomenal to hear from you. So Leslie, is there anything you like to share? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, you guys are amazing. And um, we all bring to the table such wealth of knowledge when it comes to health and wellness, and just making changes with our voice in this community and globally. And not that I want to put more, uh, Melissa on the spot, but I would love for her to go virtual and to have her program um, instilled in all the schools globally. I mean, I just think you know, it's like go big or go home. Everything you were saying, Melissa, is just so critical for the foundation for a child to grow and evolve into a really fully functioning adult, uh, a healthy adult. You know, the mental health, everything. There's so many things that come into play with this. And, you know, and Girish can testify to this. You know, when you become a parent, we always joke, where's the handbook? we didn't get the handbook to, um, you know, to guide us through how we, we raise our children. And it's, you know, I just say, thank God I had strong family dynamics that really grounded me and gave me the opportunity to have my voice heard. And a lot of kids that are stunted and are not allowed to speak the way they're feeling as they get into an adulthood manifest into anger and rage because they don't know how to express themselves. So they go full throttle into the physical physicalities. Um, I've seen it. I've, you know, experienced that. Um, thank God things, dynamics have changed, um, personally in family. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just love, um, I'm here to support you guys. So thank you, Melissa. And thank you, Jason and Girish. And I see Philip here. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much, Leslie. Yeah, we appreciate you very, very much, Leslie. Thank you so much. Uh, she is also a family to me, uh, even Girish, who you see down there. So thank you so much, guys. So Girish, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, so see, being a part of the Indian community and, and you know and you may have experienced this as a child yourself you know our, our parents can be our fathers can be very very rough on us especially uh, during our young age so did that any uh, did that have any sort of effect on your uh, social skills while you were young and and when you have your children uh, do you do you see a difference I just wanted to ask you that Girish. I think it was so brutal. I had to go to therapy for the last 20 years. I'm kidding. Um, they have taught me a lot. And I think the way the Indian parents are, I think they're more competitive and they start comparing with others. I'm not really sure why. 
but I don't think it's an Indian thing. I think it's an every parent thing. You know, how come you were not better than Roger or why weren't you better than Melissa or Leslie for that matter? You know, because we're always competing with each other. And my thought process is that you need to compete with yourself versus others. I mean, that's my thought process. And I think that's what I've taught my kids uh, that way. Uh, because, you know, you can, you can tell your kids that um, you need to do this, you need to do this. But honestly speaking, is it really the right choice or not? The kids need to tell you exactly what they're suffering. I mean, this is how I look at it. Uh, because it seems like kids, they don't talk much. And if they talk, they talk nonsense, right? So, or maybe they're just not clear with their words. So I guess reading is also important too, right? And social uh, skills are one of the things that we're all struggling with. I mean, they're communicating with us with emojis, you know, with poopy emoji or smiley emojis or sad emojis and and, and they're just not using words and they're just not using words yeah but when i yeah. but when i but when i found out from a um uh, a person who does comprehension they have told us that even emojis are part of expressions too and which is totally fine but i guess maybe i'm old school old school means that you need to start teaching them how to use the words which means if they don't use the words and you minimize that, you know, instead of saying laughing out loud, they just keep on saying LOL or rolling over and laughter, right? And it's uh, R-O-F-L, you know, it's now we're just really abbreviating words instead of expressing ourselves. I mean, that's I think I'm going in detailed on that part. And I, I have I'm very passionate when it comes to communications, uh, because next year, uh, uh, Jason knows what my plans are for back to basics and Hopefully, Melissa, uh, you and I can connect uh, soon. But it, yeah, that's all I got to say on that part. You are absolutely right. Uh, my parent, uh, especially my mom. Okay, see, my mom has transformed over the course of time. Uh, but during my childhood, she was very, very competitive. She used to tell me, "Go and eat your friend's shit." because you can't perform so <laughs> she was harsh so uh, i don't blame her but you know that's i think traditionally uh, you know at least geographically where i stay that's how uh, your parents are because you know I, I think one of the reason why they are so competitive is because most of our parents especially i'm talking about gen y's and behind gen y's you know uh, or uh, yeah gen y's gen z's whatever gen y's actually generation y and and before that they didn't had a lot uh, which they got from their childhood you know uh, they didn't have the money the resources or the education so now when they have developed themselves into the social setting and once they are making money providing for their family and children i think my parents and i think most majority of other asian parents do the same comparison we didn't have anything and we were able to you know give you the luxury and the freedom of which you're taking things for granted. And that, that could be one of the reasons why uh, they are so competitive. Do you think that has some influence, Girish? Uh, I don't know if that made any sense, but are you understanding no. what I'm trying to say? Yeah, we're always competitive, right? Um, but they're always pushing us to the to the ledge. Uh, to yeah, make so us strong, to, to jump off the ledge, you know, just because it's too much. But that's what I'm saying. That, that's the skill that I think parents, just like what Leslie said, we never really got the manual for, right? So we have to know each and every kid's uh, abilities before we start pushing. So I think we also have to listen to the kids versus just pushing the kids. You can push the kids and they can be a suicidal case, or you can push a kid and they can be really an awesome awesome person in their lives but then where are the boundaries and where are the the limits right so uh, as a parent you gotta learn to you gotta learn basically i mean that's what it is yeah don't shove your children off from the cliff you know being so competitive i think you should take it a little easy we understand i think people don't really have the manual uh, but you know just be respectful and understand that you know, even your children have uh, their thought process, their point of view. Uh, you know, while you're giving them direction, also be willing to hear from them. Would you agree with me, Melissa? Or was there anything you like to add? 
Yes, I, I do agree. And I like what he said about the emojis and, you know, as a culture and as a society, we are hindering our kids by doing that. Um, unfortunately, I, I get, you know, LOL, it's just quick, but we are missing the human interaction. And that is so necessary for humans to interact and not just like an emoji, but you know, like face to face interaction is, is critical for overall well-being. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Just the sake uh, for the audience, I have the link uh, to the emoji slang guide for Gen Z's. Uh, for the old schoolers out there, you know what they are trying to say, I have posted it uh, as a link <laughs> on chat. So in case if you want to go through and understand what those emojis means, it has is complete guide uh, for you guys. So thank you. So Melissa, much. did he just insult us by us not knowing emojis? No, I would never do that. <laughs> you know, I love all of you. <laughs> We're just playing with you, Melissa. Thank you so much. I want to welcome uh, Philip uh, to the room. Uh, it's been a long time. We have met, spoken, and seen you on Girish's room also. How are you, Philip? And uh, is there anything you like to contribute uh, to the discussion uh, we are having today? Uh, Philip, you're on mute. Please flash your mic if you're available. Okay, so I I, I can't. Uh, yeah, I think again. he has no words when it comes to kids. He's speechless. Um, I'm just gonna move him back to the audience because he's speechless. Thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So so I want to actually get into uh, uh this course, which uh you know, which Melissa is actually doing, and we want to keep the conversation brief. So it's a six week, a social uh, summer crash course for children, age group between four to 11 idly, but we can wiggle in age group of 12 as well. Uh, the reason why she said she wants to specifically do it between this age group, the sooner we make them understand, understand about the social setting, uh, how to develop the social skills, the easier it would be for them in the long run. It's happening in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, you can reach out to Melissa through Instagram on Clubhouse, whichever uh, you know aspect is easy for you. The course is divided into six segment. Uh, that's week one to six. Week one, uh, we will be speaking about mindfulness. Uh, week two, body language, improv training. Week three, uh, week four and five is about managing bully situation uh, with things happening around the corner. And week six is about reviews and refreshment. So I, I just wanted Melissa to speak on, uh, on on the weeks and give people an overview of what to expect in general and what would be the end of the outcome she's expected to offer uh, for these children who would be participating. Sure, so like you said, it's a six week course and they're gonna learn mindfulness, yoga, deep breathing, all these improv training, how to manage bullies. Uh, and then we're going to celebrate at the end. So that's going to teach them, you know, like hard work takes time and effort and patience. But, you know, if you continue to work at something, you're going to just get better and better at it. So, you know, I understand that some of them might come in a little shy, a little nervous, not wanting to talk, feeling like their parents forced them to be there. But by the end, I bet that they're going to be uh, collaborating with each other, making new friends, and be able to go back to school in the fall feeling confident to talk to their friends and socialize. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, uh, Melissa. I think it's a great course for the value it brings. It's not too expensive also. And it is actually done in a group setting of six, according to Melissa. So uh, if you do want a discounted option, uh, we would recommend you to reach out to Melissa. If you have a group of six children uh, between the age group of four to 12 max, and, and she should be able to facilitate that. So we are trying to do three groups uh, in the batch of six. So that's around 18 individuals in uh, three different time slots every week. Uh, 
and uh, not only that she i think she's also offering three uh four actually different bonuses uh the first bonus i already spoke about uh, which is the discounted rate uh if you want to get more information on the rates please click on the first link i posted on chat if you're listening to this on uh, audio based podcast i should have this uh, listed on the show notes for you to have a look at it gives you some of the illustrations of the week uh the graphics and and towards the end i think on the ninth slide you should be able to see a breakdown of the course uh so yeah so so the second bonus is that participants who res- uh, participants will receive a social skill summer course certificate uh, attendance is 100% is required uh, to be eligible for this the second bonus is that uh, she would offer you a promo code and these are specifically for uh, the parents uh, to take advantage of uh, melissa's professional service iep and 504 plans she's a special needs advocate as i highlighted before the third bonus is that uh, on the last day we would be partying not like the party which you see by frats <laughs> and and those so it would be a decent nice refreshing party for children uh, with board games snacks juices and it's going to be a celebration and and plus uh, on the last week she's going to offer uh, parents like a customized sheet uh, which they can actually review Uh, with their children on a weekly basis just to make sure that they have uh, understood uh, what we are trying to teach and they are applying this into their day-to-day lives uh, is that is that right melissa or am i missing out on something you got it nailed it on the head thank you i'm so glad uh, i was able to nail it on the head so the, thank you so so that's what the 504 i'm so sorry the the social skill uh summer crash course uh course is all about uh leslie and 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 girish do you guys have any any questions for melissa before we kind of wrap up this whole thing i just want to say again thank you thank you for quite creating awareness and and creating such amazing skills for these children to grow up and to have that um feeling of of the sense of of being of of uh being in a situation that they know now you know eventually how to use the tools in a social social situation and just growing and thriving so yeah i commend you melissa you are such a sweetheart and i just can't wait to see you doing this globally so yeah you guys have a wonderful day today thank you so much it's my pleasure i appreciate you Awesome awesome we love to hear that uh, Leslie from you thank you so much uh, Girish do you, do you have anything you like to share any sort of suggestion maybe uh, anything you feel the course uh, could do more anything we can add what do you think um yeah i mean well i'm no expert or anything like that melissa but all i can tell you is the key to success when it comes to kids and the future for the kids and the future for our nation and the world i feel communication 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 and communication i don't think i emphasize that enough uh on my show and and the stuff that i follow and the stuff that i um going to be doing in in the future when it comes to kids also um so yeah communication is the key that that's all i got i i agree with girish 100% i i remember um, you know girish briefly you explaining you also plan to do something for children uh, as well uh, through back to basics is there is it possible maybe you can highlight uh, some of the components you plan on doing with children yeah so communication is definitely the key when it comes to success right uh but that could be for entrepreneurs that could be for businesses or anything but when it comes to kids who don't have um anyone to talk to or parents don't understand uh about their suicidal issues or sexual issues or even just coming out or just talk in general as to my body's changing type of thing uh back to basics is going to be starting um if everything goes well uh, you know with everyone's help you know um <laughs> i'm i'm going to be starting a nonprofit for back to basics we will be getting into the suicidal uh, commun- uh, communities and some other communities when it comes to kids and 
communication struggles. Uh, so that's what we're getting into. I don't know about you guys, but I feel that's a bold move which he's doing. So I appreciate and applaud you, Girish. Uh, I, I don't know. It never crossed my mind to do something of that sort. Like, you know, it's not that I'm selfish. It's just you need to have like a big vision. And I, I think you're one of those individuals who have a larger uh, than life vision. So I appreciate uh, your contribution and the difference which you're creating. Uh, same with you, Melissa. I, I feel that, you know, uh, you're not just an advocate, but I don't think you're just an advocate. You offer a lot more. You have a lot of empathy for these children. And I have seen it while I have worked and interacted with you. So you're an awesome human being. Uh, and and I, I think the, these kids who are going to be participating uh, from Clearwater, Florida, for for these uh, for this crash course, I think it's gonna benefit uh, a lot of these children. I have complete faith in Melissa and her capabilities, and I, I think she should be off. Uh, she should be able to help you uh, into ensure and help you get into that social setting and you know, to develop that skill set. At least give you a gist of what needs to be done. I don't think it's it's like a one-stop stop uh, solution for everything, but at least it can be a beginning of, of something, you know, which, which you have not really invested your time, energy, and resources. I highly encourage parents who are listening uh, from Clearwater, Florida to take advantage of this. Please reach out to Melissa as soon as possible. We are going to start on June the 11th. Uh, it's going to be done by Melissa one-on-one -on -one, uh, with a, a group of six uh, each batch. So, Melissa, is there any final thoughts, any final words you want to share before we wind up? I just want to say thank you to everyone for your support. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. So on that note, I, I wanted to quickly say uh, thanks to all my listeners hearing us live or on replay or on any audio based broadcasting platforms. Thank you so much for your love and support. Uh, I am a brand identity designer and I specialize in corporate identities. Uh, if you like, uh, you can support me in a couple of ways. Uh, one way of supporting me is by nominating more entrepreneurs to join this club called as the Brand Identity Design Club on Clubhouse. Uh, my content is specifically tailor-made and targeted to entrepreneurs because that is my target audience. And uh, I want to build a foundation and a relationship with them first before working with them. So if you actually want to be a client, you have to actually be on my podcast first. Uh, it gives me the ability to understand if you are the real deal or a woo-woo. Uh, to be honest with you, that's like a filter mechanism and I have. And I have actually interviewed a lot of guests who have actually become my very, very good friends. Uh, some of the ones whom you see here. And I can honestly tell you that these guys are legit and, and I really admire and value what they do. Leslie, uh, Melissa, Grish, and many others. So 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 that's one way how you can uh, you know help me out the second way how you can help me out is by uh, donating uh, audio quality production editing does pull you away from your business it does cost money resources to make these things happen so you can uh, you know gently support us by donating so if you go on to my instagram there is a link tree and on the link tree you have uh, the option to donate uh, and you can show some support and love. The third way how you can support uh, me is by hiring me for my expertise. And I specialize, like I said, in corporate identity design and a brand uh, strategy. This is not the typical brand strategy which you have heard. It's, it's a very complex and interesting way how to forecast and, and project how the business should uh, go ahead. Uh, so I do offer paid consultation. I don't offer any services for free, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, but you know, I, I think I bring a lot of value. So if you want to hire me, I would recommend you to book a brand strategy call uh, with me. The link will be available on my link tree uh, and you can reach out to me and we should be able to demonstrate what I'm capable of. Like on the call, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to show you what uh, we should be able to achieve as an outcome. So please go through my portfolio. My portfolio is also listed on my website. Uh, the term I have used on, on the link tree is enough, 
take me to the website. That's the term which I have used. So if you click on it, it will take you to my portfolio. Have a look at it. Look at the styling. Uh, if you like it, reach out to me. It's not going to be cheap. I just want you to understand it's going to be expensive. Uh, and uh, it does take time. Uh, a project can take about two to three months or even more, sometimes depending upon the complexities. I've been working on a, uh, on a recent project is taking more than usual just because there are more added layers uh, to a project. It can't be just what we originally discussed. There are more elements to it. So depending upon more and more complexities, uh, you have to ensure that it revolves around the brand and the visual system which you're creating. So you have to be very careful on what you're creating. And this process does take time. So if you're reaching out to me, uh, please don't reach out if you have cut deadlines, like you know, cutthroat deadlines. I'm not going to be able to take those projects, and I will not. Uh, second, uh, if you have limitation in your budget, please don't reach out to me. I'm not going to be able to help you out. So so I just want to thank each and everybody for supporting me, uh, and I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Remember, uh, this podcast is purely a medium uh, for marketing. What I'm doing here is marketing, and it's in its purest form, and I want to be very upfront and vocal about it. So I use podcast as a medium not only to promote my guests, but also my expertise through the collaterals which I create, uh, the shows which I do and what we speak about. So I just want to thank each and everybody there. And we will wrap this room. I'm going to play this song. Uh, it's called As A Million Dream. And we will wrap this room up. And you can use this time to follow one another if you have not. Uh, thank you so much. Close my eyes and I can see a world that's waiting up for me that I call my own. Through the dark, through the door, through where no one's been before, but it feels like home. They can say, they can say.